it was tough, I would say at the beginning, but when I left my assignment, this five-year-old kid had a present for me and she gave me a keychain with Wonder Woman. And that, when I went to my house, I broke into tears because I realized that's how that child saw me. Welcome to The Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. Altruism and protection. The two go so very well together that we often don't notice it. Today, we're going to be talking with Chris and Danita Groh, founders of Bodyguards for Kids, the excellent initiative to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital through the protection community. And we're going to look not just at how you can make a difference, but where protection and giving back has always come together. Protection and altruism is a critical topic, and we don't actually talk about some of the major sacrifices that protectors make or could make in their career. So it's high time we address this topic. But of course, today is a special Circuit Magazine podcast session to encourage you to join the excellent charity event for St. Jude's this 18th and 19th of March. But if you're listening to this within the wider canon of our work, then I think you'll glean some nuggets because Chris and Danita Grow have been giving back for so long, but I think you'll really relate to their work. Now, obviously, this is a special session, and I am looking forward to co-moderating the event with Chuck Randolph on the 18th and 19th of March. However, I think you'll really see a lot of synergy between your work and the way in which protectors always give back. So, let's listen to Chris and Danita Grow on altruism, or giving back, and the modern protector. And now, let's meet one of the contributors to The Circuit magazine. Altruism in the protection industry. I'm very, very pleased to have Chris and Danita Grow on The Circuit magazine podcast to talk about giving back. Uh, it's, it's a great pleasure to have you both on. How are you all doing? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, well wonderful to have you uh, both on at the same time. And uh, of course, there is a you know thing we're looking forward to, which is the Bodyguards for Kids uh, event uh, this uh, 18th, 19th March uh, online. Uh, but but we're, we're talking the wider topic of giving back as protectors, altruism. Um, so, so, so I guess combining that with the upcoming event, what are we trying to solve here? What's, what's, what's the challenge or, or what are we trying to achieve? I think somewhere along the way, everyone has to realize that the reason most of us are in this craft is because we believe in the protection of those who perhaps cannot protect themselves. And I think sometimes we're providing to a big giant corporation We're providing to a UHNW family, ultra high net worth family. We're providing to a CEO or someone, and there's a lot of money involved. And well, of course you expect them to do this. But altruism comes back to when do we reach out because we have these abilities and say, 
you don't have to do anything for us. We'd like to take our skills and our abilities and our innate sense of, of protectorship and provide it to you. We'd like to help you. We'd like to reach out. And I think the reason that we went this way, particularly with bodyguards for kids, is that kids are never anybody's bad guy. And they're always the ones that seem to get the short end of the stick because we adults can't figure it out. And as protectors, are we not? That's the very truest form of protecting those innocents that can't. And I and that's where it came from for me. And having dealt with St. Jude's in the past, and of course Denny having her moment where she's like, "We we need to do this," and it hit her. It's it's been an, it's been really eye opening. Sometimes we tend to forget that uh, we are stronger together. And if, even when we're talking about real protective details, when you work as a team, you become stronger, you provide better services, everybody is safer. Um, so we wanted to create something to show that the industry can come together. And we proved that. We had amazing people, including you, who said that they're gonna support this and they're actually working and supporting this. So yes, protective industry can get together for one great cause. And, and so I guess it's fantastic that it's happening. It's fantastic that we're all working on it. But but where does your passion for this come from? Uh, because because you you are protectors. Um, have, have you have you also been involved in in charities uh, or, or, or or is there some other motivation? Where, where's where's your passion come from? For me, it's multifaceted, and and Denny has married into this because we have seven kids. And nine grandkids and children are our passion, as you can, I'm sure, understand. And, and further than that, I had spent time when I was living in Tennessee, watching charities set up for kids all the time, all the country music stars, the well-known recording artists working with kids, not only St. Jude's, but other charitable foundations where they would donate their tour buses uh, and give of their time and their money and their efforts because these kids deserve every chance they can get. And so it kind of grew from there. It wasn't just protectors. It wasn't just, it wasn't just St. Jude's. We just aimed at that for this particular event, but the passion for children, the passion for who are the truly innocent ones on this globe, the kids, how do you point out anybody else and say they're more innocent or more need, more in need of protecting, securing, providing than children? There are many people in our industry that they're doing uh, pro bono work and they're uh, working towards different organizations and helping children or helping people in need. Uh, and I would say from personal experience that part of my career is a result of altruism. Because when I started, I started from a country that security was something new, females in the business were something non-heard of. So I had other people who handed me um, hand and said, okay, we're gonna help you. So I believe in altruism. I believe in bringing others up and helping them uh, because I believe it's always a teamwork. Okay, a teamwork. And, you know, I, I think I think everyone remembers that uh, it takes a network to defeat a network mantra. And, and, uh, and, and so absolutely in the world of EP, uh, coming together as a team is, is really, really key. But uh, because this is the Circuit Magazine podcast, we wanna, do all of this a little bit more thematically because your work sits within the canon of work that of course you've been doing over your lifetimes um but but protecting children um and giving back to the community are something 
that that, that a lot of protectors may not yet um, have embarked on. They might want to. They might not know where to start. Um, uh, Danita, if, if 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 I stick with you, I know nanny guards, of course. You know, you 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 have focused on looking after families and looking after children with that. Is there some link between that side and giving back to children? And and if so, what should people know if they want to start? Um, you know, looking to protect children, for example. There is definitely a, a link between uh, nanny guards and bodyguards for kids. Uh, nanny guards uh, came to me as an idea uh, when I saw the need for the for the specific uh, service. As I was working with families, and I as as a female agent, I was assigned to the children, and I saw that there was a huge gap between the nannies and the the rest of the household personnel and the security teams. Uh, and I wanted to find a way to bring those two different industries together. Uh, to make them able to, to work together better and make the nannies uh, more situational aware and more security minded. Um, that is why Nanny Guards was, was designed at first. And we ended up working with different clients around the world. We ended up training not only nannies, but also uh, executive protection agents who wanted to, to join this, this amazing field of protecting children. Uh, it's a different thing of uh, being a parent and it's a different thing of being an agent protecting a child. Uh, it may be still a child, but it's not your child. So there are differences that one has to overcome in order to provide better services. Um, and of course, as Chris said, having uh, <laughs> entering in a family with seven kids and nine grandkids, um, I, I got to see the beauty in, in, in children. Uh, and anything that has to do with children uh, makes me more sensitive. Uh, so that was the 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 birth, I would say, of bodyguards for kids as a child of nanny guards. I like that, and 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 so, you know, imagine someone has not yet protected kids. Then they say that you know don't work with uh, animals and kids in Hollywood and and so on. You know that 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 saying, um, because they think maybe it's challenging. I, I wonder if you have any advice. On a practical level, sure, we, we we want to give back, we want to raise money uh, for for kids through through charity, but but the subject of kids seems to me a logical uh, sort of question for you. Uh, it's always challenging working for children, especially when they're not your children, because there are limitations on things that you can do and things that you can say to these children. Uh, but I believe that uh, while the aim is the same, protect. The person, which is now a child, it has to be done through uh, a different uh, ways, different methods, um, and one has to be open-minded. Um, I, I have heard from many uh, people in the industry saying, "I don't want to work with children because they consider it as less uh, important, less serious job." While they forget that when somebody hires you to to protect his child, you are you're you're protecting the most valuable possession of that person. So now your job is extremely important and it's not that little or less serious as you think. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I, I do, I do uh, have a personal experience of someone who had a driver uh, as a child who definitely was not a driver um, uh, looking after them. Um, but, but, but then let's blend this with the topic of uh, giving back. Um, Chris, I, I wonder, do you think that EP is uniquely positioned because Everybody seems to be ready to give back through coaching, through mentoring, uh, through helping. I, I, I don't know if it's 
better than other industries or worse? I'd, I'd like to think it is, um, but 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 I don't know. Do you think EP is traditionally altruistic? When you think about it, it goes back to things way back in history. The definition of samurai is to serve. When you go through all these different people that we understand as protectors, their entire essence is to give back. It's how well do you give, not what you take. It's how well do you provide, not what you're given. And so along the way, I think we are uniquely positioned for that. Because in the end, we think every day, if you're in the protector role and, and you're providing at a professional level, you're always thinking of how can I take care of this person? How can I provide for this person? You're thinking ahead of them, literally. I mean, we can talk EP and say advances and different terminology that we use. But when you're thinking about it, you're only thinking ahead to make their life better which is altruistic all in itself. And so then when you come back to the children and you're providing for children, I know guys that have reached out and helped with the, the infant trafficking, child trafficking situations, the, the circumstances all around the globe having to do with anything with children, they want to help. And, I, and again, I think we are very uniquely positioned because we're intelligence analysts at some level, whether that's our primary task or we just do it as an advance, we look up information to provide safety and security and a happy life to whoever we're working with. So yes, I believe that we are. And I think that in the end, we know a lot of people who have, I'll use the very cliche term of, they have power and they have money to help us do these things if we reach forward, to be able to provide. We have the ability to really make this happen when we have our hearts in the right place. Yes, I do. I really believe we do. As, as Chris said, and I will also highlight this, the core of the profession is altruistic. If we consider that we are there to protect someone and in some situations uh, give our lives for that, that specific client, uh, I think that you have to be altruistic to do that. Uh, no money in the world can pay you for your life. Um, so I do believe that there are people in our industry who always have been helpful, who always will help. Now there are some who won't. And again, it's, it's, uh, it's a human factor, but uh, the majority of people in our industry, and we saw it, especially with, uh, with this event, Phelan, uh, we got responses and support from people, and we were amazed by, by all the love that we received from them. And, and you raise a really interesting point because, um, you know, there are certain things one doesn't talk about in AP, or at least they, people don't talk to me about it. Um, and taking a bullet for someone is, in <laughs> fact, one of those things people just don't really go over. Maybe maybe because you don't want to tempt fate, maybe because it's uh, quite a serious topic. But I, I, I wonder, you know, do, do you think I'm alone in thinking people don't talk about the ultimate altruism there. Um, I mean, do, do, do people have conversations and, and openly say, oh, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely ready to do that. Um, or, or, or is it a taboo? I think there's a number of individuals, and you can call it the macho element, the male, alpha male types that say, well, I should, you know, I, I won't, I shouldn't have to take a bullet, I should protect them from the bullet. While I understand the thought process, the ultimate end to a very poorly, a poor situation is that you're going to put your life on the line. And I think while we go, we should plan better and we should, yeah, okay. You know, advances, planning, logistics, protective intelligence. Yes, agreed. But you're right. The very core of what we do 
is we would put our life on the line. And while love is not the term we would use for a client <laughs> under many circumstances, it's a certain dedication in the age old phrase of greater love hath no man than to lay down his life. I mean, <laughs> is that not the ultimate altruistic? Mm. No, that is that is an excellent point. And 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 you know, as 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 we 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 look at ways that we don't we, we don't have to marry these topics of giving to charity and EP because it just seems to blend very very nicely. Um, I guess do do you think that there are protectors out there that won't see the connection that won't see it because maybe they are you know purely there for comparatively good wages. Um, maybe maybe they're 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 worried. Oh no, I I don't have spare cash. Um, I I don't really see that reflected in the industry, but. But what would you say to a protector who's not really got it? They, 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 they haven't seen the connection. Well, I would say that this is one of the events that everything that we do and everything that you do goes to the children. And if someone cannot see the connection here, cannot see the human side of the EP world, then we respect their, their opinions and that's it. Um, we, we sometimes you cannot show it to someone you cannot make them understand or, or, or see uh, but this is for the children we have so many events happening around us especially in the security industry um, and we have that is one of the reasons that we're making this virtual is because we're giving the more people the, the opportunity to help and to support uh, this event because by being making it virtual no one has to spend money to travel somewhere and also for 39 dollars we are giving away 19 security educational topics uh, and raffle prizes. We have 26 books, we have two full scholarships, and we are very grateful to all of our donors. So if someone doesn't want to see the connection and doesn't want to see how important this is helping the children, then maybe uh, they can see that, hey, I'm, I'm getting a book out of it or I'm getting a scholarship out of it. Mm. No, I mean, as, as you said that, it, it sort of baffled me that there might be someone that didn't make the connection. But I thought in the event that there is someone, I thought we should probably reach out to them to, to show them the benefits. Um, but but I, I know we want to do a thematic podcast, but seeing as the event is uh, not too far away now, 18th, 19th of March uh, online, um, what can they expect to experience from it? You mentioned some of the learnings and some of the raffles. Um, and I guess also a very useful kind of logistical question. Um, how does it work? They donate money and then they get access. Um, maybe, maybe if you could touch on those two points. Yes. No, the, the, the entire process behind it and the entire idea is that the, we accept, of course, donations. We, um, St. Jude's accepts donations of all sizes. But starting at the $39, and we just say 40 to round it up, you get a ticket, a virtual ticket that's passed to them that allows them to access the two days while this goes on and they can learn. They can participate on ones where we do have perhaps an open uh, ability to message, whatever, and they can take part and learn from individuals in subject matters that we have tried to keep very diverse rather than just always, and I'll say this lovingly, in the same kind of cookie cutter cliche things that happen with some conferences, we wanted to get some aspects that are quite eye-opening for our business. And they contribute. 
And by doing that, then they have access to this and they can sit and learn and they can sit and pay attention. And of course, if they want to reach out to us directly, ask questions later, that'll always be available. Um, but for that, that's what we're offering. And then we have, we've had individual sponsors of even larger amounts, corporate sponsors at even larger amounts and, and individuals and organizations getting involved that are very exciting for us. And that's how they become a part of it, whether they want to just watch and learn, whether they just want to be a part. Uh, like you said, there's some people that may or may not make the connection, but I was going to say, as Denny was talking, I have yet to meet the biggest, uh, from the outside anyway, the biggest, toughest, most, as you see on his resume, skilled protector who doesn't have a quiet, soft side somewhere. He reaches out somewhere and maybe helps his his sister's kids or he does something and he's pouring lots of money into their lives to make them better. Sometimes we don't talk about it out loud, which is why we think perhaps they don't have that in them, but they're keeping it private. In this case, we're just asking them to step out quietly and help with something a bit more public, but we're doing the same thing. And protectors protect best when they have a heart for something that they're protecting. And one of the reasons that we also create, one of the reasons that we created this this event was also to show the human side of the protectors that, and to bring more awareness to our industry in a positive way, that we are not only tactical, cool, hard, tough machines. We have feelings, and we care about the ones who are in 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 such a position, such, such as these kids who need our help. So, we want people to see that human side of us. Yes. And I think that's maybe a, a much more mature way to look at a lot of the topics people are discussing about. How, how do you present yourself online? How do you express yourself? How do you show your human side? Well, you don't maybe show your human side because you showed what you ate for lunch, or you really don't show your human side by saying, look at my fantastic celebrity that I'm protecting. Um, maybe this is just a, a better way. And of course, there's there's uh, visible and invisible ways of supporting, as I as I know from the, the site, because there are people who uh, um, cannot accept any recognition because that's the, you know, the way they, 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 they operate. And there's some people who, who like the recognition. Um, I think I think that's quite, uh, quite useful because I've seen people who have donated already large sums with no name. And then I've seen people who have donated with a name. Uh, it it it's, it's really depends uh, what um, what they want to do, and and I love that analogy of well they might be you know quite um, accomplished protectors shall we say <laughs> you, you know large and uh, you know muscular whatever it doesn't matter, but they have a heart. Um, do 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 you think it's it's been traditionally difficult for them to show that heart um, or or have they found outlets uh, anyway? I believe that there is a misconception here saying that if you show heart or if you show, show emotions, automatically you are weak and you are not capable to do the job. And there has to be a, um, a balance. There has to be a balance and someone has to know that it's okay to have emotions. And let's not forget that many people in our industry have lost jobs because they didn't know how to communicate uh, with the client. They didn't know how to communicate with client's environment or, or the rest of the household personnel. It's interesting too, that when you talk about that, that's when people come forward and say, oh, working with the kids, protecting the kids, that's nothing. Let me just tell you, that's the most difficult detail. 
because in the end, you're providing a million things for that child. And so it's very difficult sometimes for the tough guys to be tough. But I've, I've dealt with and, and, and worked directly with teams um, that are working for UHNW families. And the protector of the little seven-year-old daughter is a former Navy SEAL team member. But on the inside, so this guy, of course, has the, the, quote, super cool guy, tough guy persona. He's got everything on the outside. But you watch the heart of this man to recognize your toughness isn't just by your hard skills. Your toughness is that you are so well-rounded that you can be the tough guy if you have to. But if, if the little seven-year-old pulls up a flower and shows you, while you're observing the surroundings, you look down at her with eyes that say, it's okay, and I recognize you and say, how pretty, that's nice. And so all these different you know, facets of your job are, are then come into play. I will, I will give you an example that I still remember even today. Uh, it happened probably 10 years ago. Uh, I was working for a five-year-old kid and it was tough, I would say at the beginning, but when I left my assignment, this five-year-old kid had a present for me and she gave me a keychain with Wonder Woman. And that, when I went to my house, I broke into tears because I realized that's how that child saw me. And it's not something that you can't buy it. You can't get it elsewhere unless you work with these children. That's absolutely beautiful. And I, yeah, I, 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 you're, you're very, very fortunate that uh, that has happened for you, I think. Um, not not many professions, you'd you'd get that kind of recognition. It's very um, re 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 rewarding. It's very. It tells you that I made this child life safer, but also she was happy while I was doing that. Hmm. And I, and I suppose a lot of people have, you know, good moral standing. That's that's why they're sort of in in the industry and. No matter no matter what task they have to perform, they, they, they have a moral code, they have their own code, they, but, but it, you know, reaching out and protecting the most vulnerable is probably high up there uh, on, on, on the list of things. Um, you know, how, how, how can you, you know, go to work every day? Well, you, you have very strong motivating factors, you have a very strong compass. So um, yeah, we, might, we, might, we might well have entitled this episode the compass as well. Um, how, how, do, how, do, how, do, how do we encourage uh, other protectors to, to stay strong to their mission, especially in these uh, funny times when maybe there's not so much work in all places? Um, how, how, how do we encourage that compass? It's, it's strange to me sometimes that, well, I'm sorry, I guess I shouldn't say it's strange because it's, it's a given obvious. As we walk so, as we watch so many different political views, different social views, different things are affecting the human race to some degree as they make decisions about how they speak to people, how they interact with people, uh, all these different things. We have to remember, in our profession at least, what's the very basis of what we do? These people deserve, and in particular, children to have a peaceful life. They deserve to live. They deserve to live happy. They deserve to live as peaceful and as, as, as normal, I suppose, as you can say, as, as we can possibly provide. And when we come to encouraging other people to do it, 
don't be involved or don't get swayed by, well, there's this new thinking process that, you know, this is as basic as the very foundation of the morals that make us up. We're protecting your life. We're making sure that the little child who doesn't have any EP members or doesn't have security, but has a happy little life in their little town, that you as a UHNW child or you as a child somewhere else, or even in this case with Bodyguards for Kids, your life will never be exactly just like every other child, but let's try and make it as close as we can because you deserve that. Mm. I like that. I think I think that that helps us marry the two topics together because I mean they 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 naturally do fit together. But I, but but I, but I am I am keen to sort of stress that uh, you know moral compass and the protector of of today. Yes. So what what can we expect in terms of topics for this event um i mean i i actually know because i'm you know looking after the agenda but but could could you could you help people um uh talk talk through some of the topics the themes what are we going to be covering across the two days well, we've got so far 19 uh instructors uh and also along with our panel of ask the recruiter uh, which I thought was very unique. And the two of us put that idea together. We have a lot of different recruiters now coming to us and, and vying for time to, to be a part of that, helping people get into this business who want to, who don't know how to interview, say properly, or the right things to say or provide or bring to the table, if you will. Uh, on top of that, we've got, you know, understanding mental health and mental illness and surrounding topics involving that uh, with uh, Mary Beth Jenke. She's, you know, obviously the top of her game in this. Um, online due diligence, the history of development and, and protective intelligence, um, sharpening the soft skills, human to applications and executive protection and keeping it basic so that all can understand. Some people joining us might not be top of the game, but they're learning and they're eager to learn. It's like a sponge. They'll suck it up. Um, we've got threat assessments uh, of mass killers and, and stalkers. We've got employment lifecycle management to mitigate insider threats. Um, we've got the introductory one hour alive training uh, with Michael Julian, which will bring them to that forefront and, and open their eyes to, you know, training for the active shooter situation, uh, body language and preventive tools and operations, international travel risk and management framework. Um, I mean, we can go on and on and on. There's so many different people involved. Um, and, this, and again, we tried to find skill sets that were critical to our craft and yet not the ones that we hit on every single time. And I, I've said this a million times, I'm sure you've either seen me write it or, or heard me say it. Nobody gets fired from the detail because they didn't pull their very tricked out handgun fast enough. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever gets laid off or asked to leave the team because they didn't take the team Land Rover or Suburban and put it up on two wheels. Nobody gets left behind or never asked back to the job because they weren't the MMA champion that was expected. But they get fired every day for not paying attention to some of the things that we have in these training classes, things that are we use all the time on these teams. Uh, we've even got private sector intel standards for medical sponsorship, which is a critical thing now. So many teams are asking for medical sponsorship or medical directorship for their EMTs or paramedics in the team. And in a world full of liability and lawyers, that's some critical stuff. Um, we've got a gentleman coming in to talk about critical thinking for the security professional, um, hacking and cybersecurity, both for children as well as the adults. Um, and, uh, and we have uh, someone coming in to talk about covert. We've got 
Of course, uh, Denny and I will be speaking on nanny guards. So we have a wide range of different skill sets that are being brought to the table that I believe will cover a lot of things that people perhaps haven't thought about before or went, wow, yeah, that's a part of us. And, you know, we don't really give that enough attention as much as, you know, we say the, the average hard skills. Wow, that's, that's a lot packed in there, a lot of value. Um, and, and, and yes, if, if, if you as a presenter are listening, you know, thank you for you know, giving your time to, uh, to join the, the program. Uh, myself and Chuck Randolph, will, 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 you know, we're very much looking forward to uh, moderating, co-moderating the event. Um, we we yeah. want to thank you publicly again and again for your offer to moderate this event because you are a person very well known in the industry and for you coming and saying, I would like to help and I would like to donate my time and my efforts to do this. It, it means a lot to us. And we would like to, to, to put that thank you again publicly this time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, can't be, I can't begin to, as we talked about this, one of the only things I panicked in the back of my mind was putting this together, being able to run this from a forum type of a, of a conference almost aspect. And of course, the only person that came to mind was you because we watch you run so many of your different conferences and different forums for all the different security fields and then to have uh, chuck come alongside and say well let's let him get some sleep at night bring me uh, in and i'll help, and I'll help co you know co-moderate and now we can carry it even a little farther and and bring the two of you together as a, a great team for co-moderating again thank you both so much well, well, that's uh, that's very very kind, and uh, I'm 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 very much looking forward to. It. I love working with Chuck, and uh, uh, I've loved having you both on uh, various events uh, as as well. So thank you for for your support, and uh, I, I think you know we wouldn't do it if we didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so you know there is a, a great uh, enjoyment in it for me as well. Um, uh, you know, looking 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 forward to it. Um, now I will of course post uh, all the links in the show notes, um, such as the St Jude's. Uh, donation link and 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 actually just to make clear to people uh you don't go and register on another site to buy a ticket you use the link that we will give you in the show notes to donate to st jude's which then gives you access to the tickets uh, is that is that right uh, denny and chris that is correct so when you can go to uh, our direct link that is on the St. Jude's website, but it's dedicated to our event. So you can see who we are and why we're doing this. You can donate there. And uh, as you are putting your information in, um, we will know who has submitted a donation and we're going to reach out to you to send you your Zoom invitation and your, your uh, ticket to, uh, to the raffle prizes as well. Love it. And, and if you're listening to this, uh, in the future, uh, and you're reflecting back on uh, what will undoubtedly be a great event, um, hopefully you can find other ways to donate to St. Jude's or uh, find out what um, Chris and Danita are, are working on now. Uh, because, of course, this, this podcast fits into the canon of work that is the Circuit Magazine podcast. So it's entirely possible that right now you're listening and, and thinking, ah, I missed that particular event. But the, but, but the principles still stand and altruism in protection uh, is definitely uh, in, intertwined. Um, so I, I guess maybe, maybe on that note, parting thoughts, takeaways, things uh, that you'd love for our audience to, uh, to sort of remember. I think the biggest part here is that everyone can be altruistic. I mean, we as our craft are nearly linked to it by 
code and by morals almost automatically, but everyone can be a part. And as you said, by the time they listen to this, perhaps it's already passed by, but there are so many charities out there, not just St. Jude's that are providing and doing things for different groups. Find the one that's close to your heart. Put together a little situation. I mean, St. Jude's made this so easy. It was just like linking everything together and saying, here's what we're doing. And they, of course, accept the money. So every penny goes right to them. And it was easy. But there are so many of these out there. As time goes along and as you start to find that part of you that that on the side, it's interesting to read through people's bios and you go through all their school guy skills and you get to the bottom and it says, what do they do on their own free time? And then you get to see what people donate their time to helping children in disadvantaged areas or whatever. Watch for those. Reach out for those. While we're going to take this and grow it every single year, there are many charities out there that need our help. And again, as protectors and as people who are influencers, let's do that. Let's reach out. And I, we highly encourage you to. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. We'll give you the ideas that we've grown ours with and where we're going. And perhaps even a, a, a meeting of the minds helps you start yours. I will, I will use this as a call to all our colleagues out there in the industry and show us that we can be together and we can be together and united for one great cause in helping these children acquire need. This is not for an event that is supporting a specific company or a specific agenda. This is for children, children who are sick and every donation makes a difference in their lives and in their families' lives. So show us that we can come together for this and even if you can't make it because of the dates and you have a conflict with your work or with other family commitments, know that your $39 went to something for good. Even if you don't wanna think that, $39 gives you access to 19 subject matter experts that you would have probably to pay thousands to go and listen to them in other circumstances. You may have the opportunity to win a scholarship or you may have the opportunity to win the books. Either way, it's a great way of offering. Absolutely. And if, if that hasn't interested you, uh, then I don't know what will, but undoubtedly we are going to see a lot more people, uh, hopefully from our community there, 18th and 19th of March online at suitable times for different time zones. So, uh, you know, absolutely keep uh, keep an eye out for that. But, but good. Well, thank you, uh, Chris and Danita, for being uh, so altruistic with your time and uh, creating this event. Uh, giving back, absolutely a theme that uh, the protector will never uh, stop giving back because, as you said, that's the whole nature of protection. Um, so please uh, look into the show notes. You'll see the direct link to sign up uh, to the event through St. Jude's. And, uh, and absolutely, yeah, we, we as the Circuit Magazine, uh, John, Sean and Elijah, we are all very pleased to support this excellent endeavour. Thank you again so much. We can't begin to thank you for this. Well, thank you very much. This has been a special but excellent edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode. Well, I, for one, am very, very grateful to Chris and Denis de Grove for their time and, of course, kind words. But the event coming up is just the start of what you can do as a protector. So, you know, please 
get involved and please reach out. And of course, we touched on some very sensitive topics. There are some areas where protectors will make the ultimate sacrifice and that isn't often spoken about, but it is a crucial uh, element of the altruism within protection. Um, and, and of course, I really appreciated uh, Danida talking about nanny guards. Uh, I think it deserves its very own session. Uh, protecting children is, is, is really, really key and something that many protectors may not yet be prepared for. I don't know. Um, answers on a postcard, let me know. So we want you to keep engaging with our community. Of course, the BBA Connect app and the NABA uh, Protect app, which is really, really uh, on fire at the moment. So keep that going. The next edition of the magazine will soon be out. And there, I, I, what I'd like you to do is perhaps select some topics that you find most relevant and then come back to us and say, do you know what, I'd love to do a podcast session on X or, or Y. I think, I think that would be quite organic as we continue to bring the pages of the magazine to life. So um, I will put in the show notes the registration link for the event. Uh, you'll notice it is a donation page to St. Jude's Hospital, um, but that unlocks your ticket. So, so, so you, can, you can go through that uh, route and we will be very pleased to welcome you. Uh, this has been a special session. We hope that uh, it has started a wider conversation. I know that's not just us in this initiative. We're all in it together. But a special thanks to Chris and Danita Grove for really convening it. This has been a special edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.